Welcome back to Know Thy User, brought to you by Rival Mind, a results-driven digital marketing agency. We took a bit of a break, but now we're back with season two. If you're listening on audio only, I'd encourage you to check out the video version on YouTube so you can see our awesome new set. I'm Harley, I'm the lead search marketing strategist at Rival Mind, and I'll be one of three awesome hosts this season. Today, I'm stoked to introduce a very exciting guest, Stephanie Gancy, marketing director at DHJJ Certified Public Accountants and Business Advisors. Thanks so much for joining us, Stephanie. We're glad to have you. Oh, thanks for having me today, Harley. So let's jump right in. What I want to do is, you know, who are you? Um, who is DHJJ? What's your role at the company? Talk to me about that a little bit. Sure. So I'm the marketing director at DHJJ. We're a full service CPA firm, business advisory and financial advisory. I have been there seven and a half years. And when I first came in, uh, the person who was retiring from the position I was in was more on the in-person business development mm, side. Mm -hmm. So when I came in, I brought the, the digital background. Yeah. Um, the firm uh, was looking for a larger reach than just the local area. They're in Naperville and St. Charles. Yep. And they wanted to expand to the whole Northern Illinois and beyond region. Mm -hmm. So I was able to bring my digital marketing background, uh, content marketing to the firm and integrate that in uh, with all of the strategic plans that we had. Awesome. So tell me about when we're when we're talking about bringing in digital background, uh, really approaching new ground for DHJJ at the time. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things did you find naturally that the C-suite and the big wigs at DHJJ, were they really hungry to get to know the digital industry and the market for what DHJJ's potential would be? Or are you finding yourself constantly having to find ways to pull them back into what you want to pursue from a digital mm -hmm. agency or a digital marketing perspective for the company? Mm -hmm. Sure. So when I first came to the firm, uh, I don't think anyone really knew what to expect from me. Uh, content marketing was new to them. Yeah. Um, even though that has been big in the marketing industry for years, it was new to a CPA firm mm -hmm. and they didn't really know what to expect. And you know, historically, CPA firms, people operate in silos. <laughs> Uh, well, what I brought to the table, and I told them day one when I came in that everyone was going to think a little bit like a marketer because that was what was going to make us succeed. Yeah. So when I talked about content marketing, I told them how we would all be creating this content. It's not just me creating it and talking about what they do, but I really wanted to pull that uh, thought, that knowledge mm -hmm. out of them, get it into words, get it into video, and then get it into the places where we can disseminate it, our website, our social uh, newsletters, and into uh, other um, organizations that we belong to. Yeah. And so I told them that day one, you know, I had a few people kind of wondering what that looked like. And it did take, you know, it took some time to acclimate everyone to that <laughs> style. Yeah. My suggestion, you know, find the people that like to share their knowledge, right. work with them first. So you have the baseline to show everybody else what could be done. And as, as we grew into that, I would say that the day I noticed that it was successful was the, the day that people started coming to me with content ideas or mm. handing me pieces of content. I didn't have to drag it out of them. They were coming to me because they saw the value in it. They liked uh, 
when they received accolades from people or their clients. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was creating a new culture, a new way of thinking on how we were going to market. Yeah. And I think that's super, super important, especially even from like the, the vendor side or a service provider side, you know, when we're talking to you about how are we going to get the general public interested in your content, you know, we can do a really great job of researching and writing as much as we can, but really it takes, you know, an expert in the field to talk about the things that matter to their clients mm -hmm. and then how it applies and all of that, you know, we could be a great educational source, but I think, um, the mission of getting an accountant to think outside of, you know, numbers and spreadsheets and how, how is what they're actually doing affecting their client? How is what they're doing helping their client? How is what they're doing helping the company? It's a, um, it's a much more like cohesive strategy than, you know, one accountant that's been doing it for 50 years and he's got his people that come to him regularly. And then you just try to, as a, firm amass as many of those guys as you can and now you have your book of business but putting the firm first and the name of the firm and as a collaborative effort driving the creative minds and kind of creating creative minds out of people who may or may not be as creative to drive the marketing i think is super super cool so tell me about some of the as a, as a larger firm tell me about some of the struggles that you've had bringing this plan to action because you know naturally an accountant may not be excited to write a blog um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the uh, director of operations or the COO might not be super pleased that now his accountants and his number crunchers are writing mm -hmm. articles and detracting from work. So to, how, how has that expectation sure. been managed? And that's, a, that's a great point uh, for people who aren't aware of how CPA firms work. Uh, you, it's hour every minute is tracked mm -hmm. right so you you think about a billable hour right so it's super important for a CPA to make sure that their billable hours are where they need to be um, because we're a firm and we're, we're we're doing this to help clients and it's a business uh, but you know so one of the struggles was to uh, communicate what what amount of time was needed mm -hmm. uh, you know for the things that I was doing yeah. you know so I had to really be clear on you know how long it's going to take to create this piece of content this article or do this video and be mindful of that so I would do the the pre-work like really setting up like what the message is going to be and that's one thing I really want to throw out there in this conversation is that as the marketing person is at a professional services firm you when you're getting this knowledge out of people you're really being the master communicator everyone there is so super intelligent mm -hmm. but it really takes that other person to be able to communicate the correct message when you're trying to find new clients or educate your current clients right uh, you know so those were some of the 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 struggles in the beginning. Uh, however, my firm, very open to it. They understood that this was the way that we needed to go. So there was um, time earmarked you know, for this. Sure. And especially with the people who were interested in providing this content, they made sure that they had that time built in. And then luckily it was 
nice to see right away when you start sending this content in newsletters and you have current clients reaching back out or mm. asking questions or asking for other services. That was a pretty easy win in the beginning and yeah. it was made it easier to show how this would transfer when we were trying to find brand new clients. Yeah, yeah, the engagement piece from from current clients is huge. I think even that's something that Rival Mind as we've grown mm -hmm. has struggled with as we've come up with uh, new services and new offerings and we've enhanced services and offerings and you know some of our clients are like hey do you guys do Google Ads and we're like oh I can't believe you didn't know that we, we, we do Google Ads really well and so having having a channel to use the knowledge inside your company to not only go out and prospect for new business but also educate current clients on the expertise that you have and how you can help them even further than what they already are being helped uh, mm -hmm. is, is super, super creative. So um, from from the C-suite larger businesses, you know, we Rival Mind works with companies that are small where we're working directly with the owner. Mm -hmm. We also work with companies like yours where it's the marketing director and then the decision makers really. And then we also have companies where, you know, they have a marketing team and we're just one piece and, mm -hmm. you know, big, big organization. So from your perspective, what are what are the things that the C-suite group are looking for out of you mm -hmm. to continue pushing for new ideas and things? What are are they more focused on, you know, the bottom line of what your efforts are actually producing or are they focused on you simply leading them into new places and they just trust that you are going to bring the business and then it's just your job to perform it to tell me a little bit about like sure. expectation setting with mm -hmm. your c-suite and how you accomplish that mm -hmm. uh I always say that it's a, a three-prong approach with me. So one, with marketing, uh, I am tasked with bringing new clients into that funnel so we could take a look at them. Uh, I also say that it is educating current clients, whether it's you know just that client experience so they understand what's happening, that they wanna stay with us. But the third piece that I think is super important with marketing and creating content and everything that we're doing is internal communication and mm. educating our entire, we have 100 people at right. DHJJ and creating this content in this area, like when we're talking about state and local tax, we have a group that does that, but we need all of our CPAs to have a little bit of understanding on that to have a conversation. For sure. So when we do, when we're creating this, it is helping us educate the entire firm. So we even offer, um, it's called CPE, but it's like professional credits that the CPAs need to keep up with. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so we are able to help create some of the content for that with them or show them this is what has been a hot topic mm. um, based on what we're seeing you know, with our ads, with our, um, people visiting our website. Yeah. And it helps drive the topics that our, everyone on staff needs to be understanding. Uh, so we're really uh, you know, not just having two people understand it, but everyone in our entire firm. Yeah. And that's what's been great with, you know, this is where I think it's also important to, you know, partner with someone like Rival Mind. Like, so I'm, I'm, a mar I'm, a, I'm the marketing director, I have a marketing manager, and then I have a, a person that helps kind of like with, with data and administrative mm -hmm. type functions. And, you know, with a hundred people, we can get all of our strategies, we have goals, um, 
but it's wonderful to be able to work with a company like Rival Mind because yeah. we're trying to hit ev- you know every piece. We're trying to do uh, search ads. We're we're trying to make sure our website's up to par. So every which way with marketing, you know, we're trying to make sure. And it's nice to have that outside perspective. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know when you're so deep into something, you might not notice. And it's nice to work with uh, with you guys as well because I feel like it helps benchmark us against what other people are doing. It yeah. keeps us current. Mm-hmm. And that's super important in a field like ours is to really stay up on you know what's new, what's next, what can it be in five years. So yeah, yeah, I, I love that. It. It's it's really fun to, you know, as, as we onboard new clients, we do have clients that do what you do all around the country. And so it's fun to see what they're doing, how they approach marketing, how you guys are pivoting and moving in the space constantly um, and, and be able to provide that kind of outside opinion. And also, you know, being able to partner with you allows us to just simply give you the numbers of what's going on. We'll present, you know, we present our ideas on how we think we can grow and push. And then you'll say, no, I don't think that's going to fly. Or yeah, I think this is a really good idea. Here's how we could implement it further. You know, even in your kind of internal learning. Yeah. If we use rival mind to create this article, we can bolster it in this way. And then we can turn it around and have, you know, our CPAs learning from this article or reading this article or interested Mm -hmm. in this article. Um, and I think that's just a lot of fun. Yes. And another another thing I want to mention with the C-suite, like, yes, of course, they care about what business is coming in, right? right? They're going to look on what's this return on the investment they're, put, they're putting into it. And what's nice with digital marketing, you know, whether it's paid search or, uh, you know, just organic putting articles out there, you know, it, our ROI is is fantastic for when we get one client that's yeah. like a good client. You know the ROI is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know in a month it takes you know getting one really good client uh, to meet that what the investment was put in, and that goes a long way with the C suite mm-hmm. as well. When you know when they see this really good client that comes in, and it's kind of bridging the gap. It's not even just marketing anymore. It's almost like we brought it all the way through the funnel. Right. Uh, you know by the time that we find something online or someone comes to us online and uh, you know I'll field that phone call give them an overview and they get to the proposal process a, a lot of times by that time we you know we see them become a client so mm. you know it really like pulls it through yeah. the funnel which you know is not back you know 30 years ago with CPA firms, you had like a, a lot of hardcore business developers, breakfast, lunch, dinner, golf, right? Yep. That's what they were doing. Not to say that we don't do those things. I think Rival Mind fun. needs to institute a little <laughs> bit more golf, personally. <laughs> right, but. right. Not that we don't do those things and yeah. have fun, but you know, we realize that marketing is a toolbox and I have to be able to pull out the tool that I need yeah. for the day. Yeah, I love I love that analogy. I use it with our, our search marketing team all the time. You know, there, there are a thousand ways to grow a business and we have, you know, a hundred of them in our belt. I call it the bat belt. You know, you're an SEO strategist. Like I want you to understand all of the things, all of the tools in your belt. And then you take that and you apply it to your clients in whatever way you feel is going to help them grow the most. And so it's fun to see that, you know, you think of it the same way you have all of these tactics that you could use now, which one is the one that you're going to put the throttle on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, 
with that, all of these different tactics, how do you, if it's something that you aren't currently doing or something that is uh, new for the firm to investigate as, as far as like something that they're gonna have to pay for from a marketing perspective, how do you go about getting the buy-in from the people who are gonna have to write the checks for those services or products or um, investments in marketing? What are, what are some of the things that they're looking for from you to, uh, know that they're gonna make that return on their investment. Mm -hmm. Sure, so I'm extra fortunate because I am on the leadership team uh, for my firm, so I get to have a lot of candid conversations with the people that are leading our different practice group areas. Sure, you know, so we have periodic conversations. You know, kind of seeing like what's coming down with tax law strategies mm -hmm. and planning. Uh, you know, what might be new with audits and, and things. Uh, so we keep up on that, and that's how we start setting up. Like, okay, what are we going to focus on for this quarter or this year? Uh, where where do we see that we can grow the business? You know, so right. I, I could pull a lot of reports prior to those conversations you know, sure. to show like what they've been working on and say, I think we have an opportunity here. How do we feel about this? Mm -hmm. uh, so I get to have a lot of those conversations and then that's what drives where we're going to spend. You know, so then I'll put a budget together yeah. and you know, we try to set some different goals. And it's not always a uh, number goal of like, we want to make X amount of dollars. Sure, might sure. be like, hey, we want to bring on so many new clients in this. When we first started our state and local tax, our SALT group, you know, we didn't really know what to expect. So we're like, you know what, let's start out with bringing six to 10 new clients in with this service. Mm -hmm. Let's start with that. And we did that. Then we had a good benchmark baseline to show what that what revenue kind of effort it took. Yeah, effort, what the revenue was, so then we can take take a look at what we were going to set goals for next year. Yeah. And I'm proud to say that that's our biggest growth area mm. in our firm now. Yeah. So that is something we're going to continue focusing on. Um, we do a lot of the digital ads, as, as you know. You've, yep. you, you guys help us with that and content with it. And people are happy to make videos to talk about it yeah. and send it to our clients. So, you know, we've seen a lot of good growth in yeah. that area but yeah i mean and it's fun to, it's cool from an analytics perspective on our side i know um andrew the strategist on your account loves to see you know what articles are performing what what's what is driving traffic mm -hmm. to the site each month and it's it's interesting how with the seasons and with the year how the year changes um and what you know what point in the calendar are we at what articles are performing you know now that we've built a relatively healthy library of helpful content on your website, mm -hmm. we'll see some content, it'll surface towards the beginning of the year. And then as we hit the summertime, it starts to fade off because you know we're looking at search trends and what people are looking for at what times of the year. And then we'll start to see other articles take over that are driving the traffic. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's really cool. And it's fun for us to see the attribution of, okay, uh, we posted this article. It took six months for it to really get any feet. Mm -hmm. But then now that it's got feet and people are seeing it, yeah, people have entered the website through this. They've gone and looked at service pages and then they've, you know, gone as far as to fill out a request for, you know, a consultation or a quote or getting in touch or just asking general questions. And I think like from, from a marketer's perspective, that's the dream is having the attribution to be able to see okay, I wrote this piece, people came to the site, found what they needed, and then became a client at the very end of it. And I think having that attribution is also a great tool for you to be able to show, you know, in your case, if you have those 
those big clients that you get once or twice a year maybe and having that attribution for those clients is validating for your strategy and then you communicating it to us is validating for for our strategy and knowing Mm -hmm. that we're in the right vein so tell me a little bit about DHJJ's kind of um, seasonality and how you utilize your different tool belt throughout the year. I know, you know, one of the things that we have focused on in the past is towards the end of the year and into tax time, we'll, you know, go at running advertisements on online to try and capture the search volume because, you know, everyone in America has to do their taxes and all the businesses have to get their tax prep done Mm -hmm. in time. And uh, then, you know, in the spring, I, I don't know if you guys follow this trend, but in the spring there are tons of conventions and, and meetups and um, group conversations. And so tell me a little bit about your toolbox and how sure. you utilize it. Yeah, so obviously a CPA firm is very deadline driven. Yep. And you know most people, you think about the March 15th for businesses, April 15th uh, for individuals. Yeah, yeah. But then we also have the fault deadlines for extensions. Mm. And one thing that when we think about seasonality from a marketing perspective is, you know, after those deadlines are usually when people figure out they're either upset with their current firm or maybe they're outgrowing the firm they're at. Mm. That's an opportunity for our firm, Mm -hmm. for our mid-sized firm uh, to kind of come in there and say, oh, if you're having trouble with this or if, you know, this is something that's on your mind and you've just outgrown the firm you're at, you know, come take a look at us. So there's things like that that we think about, you know, when we're going to run ads. Uh, Obviously, I'm always mindful of of the spend. As Mm -hmm. I think anyone knows, you can go way overboard on your spend. So you have to be smart with your dollars and really figure out where you can compete on it. So, you know, just saying, oh, tax it, get taxes done. Well, obviously at that point in time, you'd have people click, click, clicking. And <laughs> I've, I've made the mistake, the mistakes, you know, before trying to really tweak what wording I'm using, how mm-hmm. I'm communicating this, because, you know, with a firm that's working as a team, um, an individual is not a good fit. Right. It's not a good fit for either of us. Uh, so, you know, we really have to think about how how we are wording everything and what we're putting out there, you know, really what's that persona? What is that person, that business that needs to come to us? It's a joke, but knowing that user, you have to know who (laughs) who it is you're looking for, not only to give yourself the best chance of success for that client, but Mm -hmm. also you have to know what, what they're looking for and, and how to make sure that they aren't, brought in to your funnel if they're not going to be served by you and you're saving them time and effort and frustration and you're saving <laughs> yourself marketing dollars by understanding you know who it is you're going after what things they're going to be looking for you know not when when we're talking about accounting yeah it bridges the business to business and business to consumer but then we we get into the subset of business accounting and well what things are important to businesses specifically and you know if you're going after a specific target of market like you are a certain a revenue threshold you know what what things related to accounting are important to businesses of this size at this time of year mm-hmm. and so you can really start to zero in on problems and and issues that these businesses are having and then create content and run advertising around what they're truly looking for at the time they're looking and that's just kind of timely advertising timely marketing that's mm-hmm. great so what um 
how important would you say like holistic marketing? We've talked a lot about digital marketing, mm -hmm. but I know for a fact that DHJJ does non-digital too. Sure. How important would you say the balance of traditional to digital um, is to DHJJ and, and where do you see the most of your business coming from? Is it the boots on the ground trade shows and conferences that you're doing? Or are you also seeing equal and or greater opportunity through digital marketing? How, how does that marketing mm -hmm. mix affect what sure. you're doing? So uh, with the CPA firm and financial advisory firm, they, they still are very much referral based, right? It's a mm -hmm. relationship business. Absolutely. You know, we need someone to trust us, especially we're dealing with money, yep. right? So we need, we need that trust to happen and we, and we need it to happen kind of quickly to bring a client in. Uh, however, where I would say the biggest change has been is even though you know you get referrals from bankers, from attorneys, you know, from other outside people like that, right. what is the first thing someone does? They go online to check it out. So I always tell people that the digital marketing is super important now because it's a second level of, ref of referral. Right. No one takes anything for, you know, for face value anymore. They're going to go look it up or even just that's how they're gonna go get the contact information. Right. They, they know that that information is available. So that being said, with our budget, I focus a lot on, on digital. We still do some traditional things you know, for those relationships, but you know, we're not, we don't have billboards and sure. we're not focused on a, a print ad, you know, unless it just came into a package because that's not helping us build the relationship. Yeah. I know now when uh, someone calls in, we, we email them right away with a link to the bio of the person that's going to be working with them. So mm. they have a visual of that person. Yeah. They can read about their background because uh, we have people that specialize in different areas. Right. So they can say, oh, you know, they understand my business. That's what they work in. Uh, so the digital piece is super important to bringing in new clients and even keeping the current clients yeah. as well. Uh, part of my role, it's it's a stretch beyond marketing, but it's it's client experience too. It's how our clients can reach out to us and work with us and yeah. you know, things that we have in place to make it easy and secure for them to give us documents. So yes, it's a referral-based industry. We're always going to want to have relationships with bankers and attorneys, uh, but it's even made that easier because now we can have digital relationships with them right. as well. We get people, we get uh, banks that uh, will refer to us and they haven't met us in person. It's because they looked at our site or they yep. see something online that we have the brand recognition and they see that we could help possibly help their clients. So they throw our name into the mix. Right. You know, so that's something we work on too. And, you know, in, in this, in this age, it, I, I, I don't see how a business couldn't focus on their digital footprint and what they look like because that's part of their reputation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, you know, the traditional non-digital methods are, are also a lot harder to track too. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder to get the yes. attribution. You know, we can talk about billboards and sure, 84% of people look at a billboard as they're driving down the freeway, but mm -hmm. how how do you know how many people are seeing that? And then how, how long does it take for them to make the decision to contact you as a result of that billboard? Are they doing it? while they're in the car immediately and there's no way to get there's no way to really zero in on that attribution and so you almost from a marketing perspective you almost have to create just this like marketing slush fund that's 
uh, yeah, we know billboards are effective. There's no way to gauge the attribution. So we're going to put this amount on it and we're just going to consider that lost funds. And if it happens to, <laughs> if it happens to bring business, great. Um, and, and from, from the attribution side, you know, I was talking about articles, um, and being able to see people coming in and reading those articles mm -hmm. and spending time on the page. When, when we talk about, um, building that trust a lot of people i can't tell you how many times i sit in introduction calls with businesses who want to build a website or want to do search engine optimization or google ads or what have you um they're kind of just like yeah i just want people to come to my website and know that we're legit and give mm -hmm. me a call well i feel like that um that adage is kind of going away because everyone has a website everyone mm -hmm. has their phone number on the website um everyone's quote unquote legit because they have a website i mean my my 18 year old sister has a blogging website that she made herself mm -hmm. so from a business perspective it's it's about building your brand solidifying confidence mm -hmm. in your brand from the outside world and then education like mm -hmm. the education piece and i think you've alluded to that you know when when you're when your prospects come to you they've already received so much education because they've had maybe it's a touch point through an ad then they had a touch point through a blog maybe they signed up for a newsletter and they've also mm -hmm. had that and yeah, they're not and a client yeah and that all of that data is super important and there's you know there's certain data that i use that you know i don't need to share with all of the c-suite right you know sometimes i have to determine like what is going to be meaningful for them mm -hmm. versus what's meaningful for me but that data to see where people are going on our site maybe there's there's been times where we thought something would be a hot topic and you know we just weren't getting the traffic even from the newsletters you know sending it out to our clients right you know so it's like oh you know maybe this isn't exactly what they're worried about now so it warrants a conversation with our team to figure out you know what else is maybe top of mind you know we have to watch the news cycles because yeah. that's what starts driving people uh to think about how we could help them. Yep. And um, one of the most validating times that I had is we created a white paper for for our website and we pushed ads with that. Um, what was that? Years, few years ago, when there was a lot changing, um, you know, in, from the administration. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Um, there was a lot changing for businesses, particularly manufacturers, which we deal a lot with. Mm -hmm. uh, so we wrote a white paper, and we had like six things that a manufacturing company should look at, mm -hmm. and we had that on there. And I think the most validating time was when we had someone click on it, download it, reach out to us. We went to meet them for lunch, and they brought a printout of it mm, you know so I we you know we were able to see how many people were clicking on this and that was the one you know the one time that when i was there and it really it just felt so good to see like this content meant something to them uh they are now one of our our biggest clients yeah yeah, yeah. that's and, so good and i think it it also you know that also speaks into the value of of getting your experts on board mm -hmm. because if a you know if a if a non a non-accounting marketing firm like rival mine you know we have clients in every space mm -hmm. but um or uh if if not an expert in the space had written that article would it have been as appealing as useful as helpful as shareable as likable um for your prospect and would it have had the same effect if it wasn't 
procured and thought mm -hmm. up by your experts. Right, and it's super important to have the experts do the writing because they go deeper. However, I think working with a company like Rival Mind to finesse everything mm, yep. uh, definitely helps. You know, that's where it's like, okay, well, if you use this word, you can compete in this space a little better. Right. Or if we do this ad, this is going to get more reach in the area that you want it to be. Yep. So it really is everyone working together in that respect. Um, yeah, so I uh, I really see the value in not only working with your team, but working with an outside company yeah. as well with that. Yeah, awesome. So, I mean, really, we're kind of wrapping up on time. Um, Stephanie, I'm so glad that you came in. We were able to cover a ton. I think marketers everywhere, you know, are going to gain something from this discussion and how they can better communicate with, with their vendors about what they need to help them be successful. I think they're going to be able to communicate better with their C-suite on what things um, they need to show them to be, to get the buy-in, to get the validation. And then, you know, I think this discussion is also helpful for just what avenues can you can you explore as a marketer, um, digital, non-digital, how to find that right mix. Um, so I'm super glad we had you on the show. Thanks so much for your time. So really, thank you, everybody. Um, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Harley Helmer. Join us next week on Know Thy User for another marketing conversation.